0: Can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it nah, I can't help it nah, I can't help it, I like
1: a Celtic. I can't help it, I like a Celtic. Alright, Celtics fans, we are back to another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacido. We are joined by good friend Shane Solowski. Shane, welcome to the podcast.
0: <clears throat> Thanks for having me, Guy.
1: Absolutely. We are excited to be diving into a podcast after such a shitty loss to the Sacramento Kings. Uh, We're going to follow today's podcast same as normal here. So I want to go through player of the game, uh, talk through some of the good, some of the bad, and some more rumors in the back half. So we'll get started here. Shane, I'll pass it over to you uh, for player of the game on the Celtics side. I know you want to (laughs) say De'Aaron Fox. Let's focus here on the Seas.
0: I would probably say JB, you know.
1: Yeah, he had, a, he had a good night tonight. Definitely yeah. had a good night. 19 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals.
0: Plus minus wasn't that great, though.
1: Nobody's was. I
0: know, but... <laughs> I'll
1: tell you. So looking at it right now, Peyton Pritchard the only guy on the Celtics team with a positive plus minus. The only guy. Yeah, wait, that's the reason why they lost. <laughs> oh, God, that's brutal. It's brutal. So, uh, all right, so I'll give you JB. JB had a solid game, and for the majority of, you know, the third quarter or so, like, he carried the Celtics' scoring load. I want to say he had, I don't know, I know he had, like, seven points at the end of the half, uh, I think 14 at the Mm -hmm. end of the third, so did have a good third quarter. Uh, Along with, you know, Tatum, both of them played pretty well in the third Uh, The one player that really didn't do anything leading up until really the fourth quarter is Kemba. Uh, Had a a really tough night, but ended up like I think he had eight points in the fourth quarter alone. Um, So pretty good game for him. Uh, I do want to say, I don't know, as far as my player of the game, I probably wouldn't be far behind you with with Jalen Brown. Uh, But just to keep things a little bit different here... I'm going to go with Daniel Tice. Uh, 14 points tonight, 8 rebounds, a steal, a block. Played fairly well defensively against Whiteside. Uh, did struggle from the 3-point line, uh, but overall played a pretty solid game. Uh, you know, the other the other big for me that played really well tonight was Time Lord. And he probably could have been right there with him as far as player of the game goes. Uh, 12 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks. Uh, so keeping that block streak going. Uh, but overall, I mean, you saw his minutes go up a little bit with 22 tonight. Uh, it looked good. So I'm curious. I know you haven't haven't seen a ton of time, Lord recently, Shane. So I'll pass it over to you. I mean, what were your thoughts on him so far today?
0: Uh, I don't think he, he. I mean, he looked good from from the minutes he was playing. I'd definitely like to see more minutes from. See what he can do more, potentially coming out, just in everything. I mean,
1: yeah, he's a guy that a lot of people are, a lot of people want him to play more minutes. And I know I'm right there with him, but it seems like Brad, Danny both kind of agree on this at this point that, you know, the best thing to do is make sure he's healthy for the playoffs. And it's unfortunate. They're trying to keep him under 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, unfortunate you saw him at 22 tonight those 22 minutes though i mean like you said it's he's impacting the game yeah he definitely has he just he brings the energy um and tonight honestly the other guy that brought the energy a lot for me was peyton pritchard um i know i'll I'll, I'll, i've been saying it all season long at this point but you know he's a guy that can go out and just shoot from deep he had a couple threes shane you mentioned it earlier like Deep, yeah. deep, deep threes. Uh, but he also had a couple unbelievable steals. Uh, just unbelievable, steals like defensive plays, like the one against Barnes. Mm-hmm. Crucial, crucial time span, oh, yeah, late definitely. in the game, and he's just he's making things work. Um, again, it's it's tough. This is another pretty shitty loss. Um, mm-hmm. But you know the. We saw some guys get some more time. You know, the other guy that we haven't gotten to see a bunch was Aaron Nesmith Finally, got some minutes today, uh, and for a rookie, that's it's you know it's still tough. It's a guy that a lot of people want to play twenty plus minutes, and Brad fortunately went to him. He was the first one off the bench with Pritchard today, so we finally moved away from Teague, and you know made. I don't know. Not much with his minutes. Ended with two points, uh, one of two shooting. But it's good to see him finally touch the floor. Uh, but I do wanna, I do wanna ask you here, Shane, a little mm-hmm. bit about Kemba because we saw for the majority of today's game, did not have a good performance. Nope. Stepped it up a little bit in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on him so far? Ugh, I mean.
0: Don't get me wrong. He's not. He's he's a good player, but his defense needs to be up there more. If his defense is not going to be, it's going to stay the same. He's going to be shooting the ball a lot better. mean, yeah. I think at one point he was five for fifteen. I was like,
1: yeah. Ended ended six of eighteen. So yeah, yeah. it's definitely a another another tough shooting night. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I mean, Tatum wasn't far off. Nope. Six of 16 on the night for Tatum as well. so with a uh, I don't know a, a, well, I guess Kemba actually led the team in a negative 12 plus minus and Tatum was right there with him with a minus 11.
0: yeah, you can't have your, you know two of your three best players on the team going those uh, numbers you know yeah
1: <laughs> so I mean here's here's my thing. I mean if you look at the some of the good parts of today's game, we had an excellent run in the third quarter. Outscored the Kings 36-27. to 27. Yep. Uh, The bad far outweighs the good in this game, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're going to take a quick break, and we'll dive into the negatives coming up. All right, guys. Time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Green's Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com Use code CELTICSTAKE15, that's CELTICSTAKE15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, Celtics fans, we're back. Talk about some of the negatives of today's game, and I'm going to kick this right over to Shane, uh, because he brought up a fantastic point about how bad the Celtics played down the stretch. Uh, Shane, what are your thoughts? (laughs) I mean...
0: 15 points in the fourth quarter is not going to win you the game, I'll tell you that. I mean, the, you know, the second half, they were good. You know, like you said earlier, you know, third quarter, they outperformed them 36-27. So you think going into the fourth, they were going to have a nice run, keep it alive, and then just they just fold.
1: They they fell flat in the, the last four or five minutes of that game. They had this close. Mm-hmm. Like, we actually we had a one-point lead with... I want to say it was four minutes and we got outscored 17 to five in the final four minutes and 31 seconds. And it's impossible to win a game like that. Like the, it, the Celtics make runs. And I've said this, I've said this before. I've said this on almost every podcast. We do a great job of playing basketball for about three quarters. And one of them, we fall off the wagon. And tonight was no, it was, it was the exact same thing. So it's just tough. It's tough watching the Celtics team that, you know, we've all watched and loved for so long to just fall flat once again. Uh, But I don't know. I mean, Shane, I'll, I'll ask you, because this is, this is a season where you haven't watched as much Celtics as you've wished. And I'm just going to put that into the Celtics not being good Mm -hmm. as the reason. Yep. uh, but overall, I mean, what are your thoughts so far? I mean looking into the celtics right now, like we're twenty and twenty one we're sitting deep in the standings uh, eighth place <laughs> eighth place in the standings, like i said, deep yep. uh so what are your thoughts
0: I think you know if they want to make any type of push you know in the standings and whatnot to you know make a run this you know this year, they have to be at least two to three pieces away i mean but that's gonna be two, three valuable people that you know easily has to be one veteran guy that can help them on the bench in the locker room,
1: you know. But which is which is where my next point comes. So we've still we've seen a bunch of rumors come up, uh, and I was listening to a, a couple locked on podcasts earlier. Um, one of the locked on Thunder podcasts mentioned that George Hill is available. And potential trade would only take two second-round picks, and I'm curious as far as like as far as your thoughts on that because I I know he's an older guy. Yep. Uh, definitely. But I think he's try. still got a lot of game left. Yeah. I so think, what are your thoughts?
0: I think he definitely can help um, coming off the bench. Definitely think he can, uh, you know, still play some ball right now. But I think with the you know the veterans part of it. I think he has it. I think that's what they need, but they definitely need somebody else too, though.
1: Yeah, and I and I don't I don't disagree with that. One of the things that I thought was interesting that uh, they talked about on the Locked On Thunder podcast as well was the Oklahoma City Thunder have thirty five picks. It's <laughs> a lot. In their draft chest, which is just, like, it's absurd. Like, they have the ability in, like, five years to be a super team strictly because of the amount of picks that they have. So, like, they have the potential to unload seven first-round picks for a guy, which is just unheard of. That's, like, James Harden times two type shit. Like, it's crazy. So, what I'm looking at, one of the thing like, they have a ton of rookie salaries on that team. And one of the things that they talked about on that podcast was they would be open to trading a guy like Tristan Thompson and basically doing a salary match, salary match if that were possible, and they would do two second round picks and a guy like Thompson for George Hill, would you jump on that?
0: <clears throat> I think I would definitely jump on that, you know. Like I said, I think they definitely need that veteran even though, you know, he's he is older, like we were saying earlier. I think that veteran uh, part of it will definitely help the Celtics.
1: And, and let's be honest, like I don't, I don't think Thompson and you've you mentioned it during the game too. Like I don't think Thompson is that guy at this point. No, like he's gotten better, mm-hmm. but I still like he's not performing to the part where we need him to be, uh, and that's the part that just is holding this team back. Because at this point, like we're not playing. A guy like Time Lord, the twenty, the full twenty-five minutes, uh, because we've got three rotational centers that need minutes. Yeah. Uh, so it's tough. Like moving a guy like Thompson, freeing up the ability for the Celtics to move into more of a small ball lineup instead of going double big or worrying about minutes. These are things that you know just open up the floor, uh, give Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown the ability to drive to the lane more. Uh, and that to me, I think would be huge. What that also does, if we were able to make that work, is free up our entire TPE for a potential move. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you're right, like we're not one person away. This isn't an easy fix from yeah. what we're seeing right now. Like We have a losing record 41 games into the season. Like It's kind of embarrassing at this point you know, based on what we've been used to dealing with or seeing from the Celtics. Uh, with that being said, I mean, there are still a lot of other options. Uh, they talked about Larry Nance Jr. on the, the Locked On Cavs podcast. Doesn't seem like that's a, a likely scenario. It doesn't seem like they want to move him. Uh, but we did talk about potential magic options. And I've talked about it in the last podcast as well, but both Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier are still potential options. You know, if we were to move a guy like Thompson over to Oklahoma City and bring in a guy like George Hill, now we have a backup point guard. Uh, and if we were able to get, you know, an Evan Fournier and a potential Aaron Gordon to this team, now that's three legitimate Scoring threats that we'd be adding to the Celtics. I mean, if the Celtics could make that happen and bring all three of those guys in, obviously we'd be parting ways with, you know, probably a guy like Grant Williams and potential other picks to make that magic deal happen. Uh, Do you think that drastically changes the Celtics' odds enough?
0: I think Aaron Gordon could definitely give that spark for the bench and for the players, just that excitement he brings. So I think he definitely could help the Celtics, you know, grab a little, a little up the ladder on um, the standings. But they definitely, I said, they need, they need somebody, a true, true veteran in there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough because there's not a there's not you know, a ton out there. Yeah. You know, there's not a ton out there, especially on the, the trade market now. Uh, and the Celtics are kind of up against a gun at this point. I mean, obviously the TP does not expire this year or th- like by the trade deadline in a couple days. But they don't have a ton of time to make this work. Like it's either in the next six days or it's in the off season, And if it's not in the next six days, is that basically Danny's... Way of telling Celtics fans that we're just giving up on the season. You just don't know.
0: No, you don't.
1: I mean, and I'll kick this over to you because I've heard it. I've heard it bouncing around. Like, would you be open to the Celtics tanking this season and trying to get a lower draft pick in a season where you know the draft, the upcoming draft, will be filled with a lot of talent?
0: I mean. As a Celtics fan you never wanna see them tank, you know. But I mean it's hard to see, you know. I mean this this year it hasn't looked good from especially the only games that I've been seeing, you know, and whatnot. I wouldn't I wanna hate the idea of tanking, not use the word tanking, but
1: <laughs> Strategic losing is yeah, what we call ex- it nowadays.
0: Exactly, you know, just lose but not lose that bad. <laughs> yeah. Don't make it obvious, but uh I mean I wouldn't mind that idea. Unfortunately, you know, I hate to say that, but
1: <sighs> I don't know, Celtics fans, you can fi- feel free to tweet me on this because I- I'll tweet it out later. Cause I want to hear your thoughts. I personally do not want a tank. And here's why. I I think the Celtics have way too much talent on this team. Like I just I don't know what kind of message that's sending for, you know, potential trade opportunities. Like if the Celtics just give up, is that is that going to be a good thing? Like a good thing that potential trade candidates want to see. Like we've got two All Stars in Tatum and Brown, and uh, an All Star one year removed in Kemba Walker. Clearly, doesn't look like his old All Star self. But how do you how do you make that happen? Like how do you tank? Or go one and four since the All Star break, and try to make this a, a season that doesn't suck beyond belief. So I don't know. It's it's just a it's a tough season for C's fans. It's a tough season for C's fans. We also saw earlier today. Actually, we've been seeing it for the last week now. At this point, but. Brad Stevens. We've heard a ton of rumors. And so, I want to push I'm gonna put this back on you here. Because I'm curious. Like, what are what are your thoughts on the whole Brad Stevens potentially going to Indiana? I wouldn't be surprised. See, it's just it's tough. Like, I I think this is gonna be another perfect example of you know the Gordon Hayward syndrome where Every fan is calling for his head, calling for Gordon Hayward to be traded, get rid of him. He's just, he costs too much money. He's not bringing in any input. And now Gordon Hayward's having a career year. And I have a feeling it's going to be the exact same thing if Brad Stevens disappears. And a lot of people are just going to be bitching about it, saying, oh, we had such a great coach. Why did we get rid of him? They're just going to forget this ever happened. It's not the way the league works. It's just not. So I have one of, my, one of my favorite quotes of all time might have come from Brad Stevens earlier today. And, and I quote, I'm a 44-year-old masshole. I swerve around others when I'm driving. I eat Dunkin' Donuts and I root for the Patriots. And that to me is one of the greatest quotes I have ever seen. And I am thrilled about it. So I'm going to push this back on you and ask, do you actually think that it's going to happen or it's possible at this point?
0: I mean, he said he always wanted to be an Indiana coach. Of
1: course. I mean, he grew so, up in Indiana. That's sure. So somebody
0: somebody's saying, I'm not considering, you got to really expect that he really is considering.
1: You can say it. You can say you said it's Sus. It is, it, definitely, it is
0: definitely, as people would say, sus, you know. So I wouldn't be surprised. And the reason why I think Hayward's playing the level he is this year is I think he fits their lineup and their strategy of playing a lot better than the Celtics. And I think, I think LaMelo is part of that reason
1: on that over there. He's so fun to watch. He's, do, so, yeah. he's so fun you to cannot,
0: watch. As much as everybody would want to hate on him and his no, whole past like and brother. whatnot. I don't and like his brother dad. His I don't da- like yeah, his I don't, dad. Nobody likes his dad. But you know what? Just in general, you cannot hate the way he plays. He's probably one of the unselfish plays of the rookies this year. He's leading in every single stat pretty much besides yeah. blocks. But like, come on. He's a, he's a guy. Of course he's not going to get that. But...
1: It is he's, crazy that he's leading in rebounds because he's yeah. not a big dude. But like he he goes tiny. for
0: everything. His yeah, just the way he plays the like his vision court, it's unbelievable passing. I mean, vision f- court, huh? The vi- dude, he got his vision <laughs> on the court is just. It's through the roof. You heard it here
1: first. We're changing court vision to court vision, vision court. Vision so. yeah, exactly. Vision uh, court, guys. No, no, and I, and I do agree. And a lot of it, and people are saying the same thing about Terry Rozier. I mean, fact of the matter is, like, the usage rates just go up. And we've talked about this in the podcast, too. Like, if you have a guy like Jason Tatum, like Jalen Brown, like Kemba Walker, who all demand shots, if you're a guy like Gordon – It doesn't matter how, like, even if you're James Harden, one of the best shooters in the league, like, your shots are going to go down. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: When you go to a team like Charlotte, there's not a ton of options for scoring. So you're going to be, like, a primary ball handler, and you're going to be the guy that they look to for shots. And that's kind of what the Hornets are seeing with both Rozier and Gordon Hayward at this point. And it sucks because, yeah, I mean, they were both on our team. They played fantastic. Uh, but it's just, it's a completely different system. And you can honestly, you can kind of say the same thing for Marcus Morris. Like, he left the Celtics, had a pretty good year. Uh, it's just, it's tough because you look at some of the players that the Celtics have let go uh, over the last four years or let go or just have seen walk and it's Kyrie, it's Terry Rozier, it's Gordon Hayward, it's Marcus Morris, it's Al Horford. Like, we have a starting five that left the Celtics that is better than the starting five that we have right now at this point, stat-wise, yeah. and it, it, it sucks to say. Like, I, don't, I, don't en- I don't enjoy <laughs> saying that. But, I mean, it is, it is what it is. I mean, it, Al got paid. Gordon got paid Kyrie just wanted out and Terry also got paid or Terry, I guess, got traded for Kemba, which in hindsight sucks. But at the time, like any GM would have made that deal. Kemba Walker was a premier point guard in the NBA. He was an all-star the first year. He was on the team with us and you know, obviously was a bunch when he was in Charlotte. So, I mean, it's it's tough to see, you know. I'm ne- I'm never gonna wish bad on any of those guys, and you know, hopefully at some point, you know, we see we get to see them continue to flourish through the NBA. But you know, for right now, it's a it's a tough circumstance for the Celtics. And I mean, Shane said it earlier. Like we're a couple good players away, unfortunately, from competing like. T- from competing against teams like the Nets, like Milwaukee, like Philly, uh, and then certainly against a team like the Lakers, so you know it's a it's a tough season for the Celtics. Uh, unfortunately, we just got to endure, <laughs> figure out if we're gonna put any effort towards the rest of the season or tank at this point, but. I don't know, that's, that's where we're going to end the podcast. I appreciate, Shane, you hopping on yeah, today. I appreciate you
0: having me.
1: Uh, if you haven't already, make sure to follow me on Twitter, at NBA NBACelticsGuy. Make sure to rate, review, five-star, written review. Really appreciate it. Uh, and besides that, we will talk to you on Sunday. We have another winnable game, but who knows if we are going to win it. So that's where we're going to sign off today. Have a good night, Celtics fans. I, I can't help it. I'm bald like a Celtic. I can't help it now. Nah, I can't help it now. Nah, I can't help it. I'm bald like a Celtic. I can't help it. I'm bald like a Celtic.